This show is sponsored by Alicia's Pillows and Things. Check out the Facebook page, Alicia's Pillows and Things, where you will find home decor you will not be able to resist at prices anybody can afford. Check out the pillows and stools of your favorite sports teams. Maybe you want a set of your kid's favorite cartoon or movie character. You can also get full body and neck pillows as well. Log on to NGSCSports.com and go to the Alicia's Pillows and Things tab on the homepage to complete your order. It makes a great gift for Christmas at an affordable price. NGSC Sports. We never stop. You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. Oh, there it is. There's the music. I always forget to mute other tracks when I start recording like this. Uh, I'm so silly. Um, hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 254 of the Foreign Affair Podcast. I am Edward Green, not joined this week, as always, by McCall and Crime. Wes Bradshaw. Wes will be joining us later on, on tape delay, uh, for Anfield Corner. So then we get a little Anfield Corner segment. We get to head on down to... Uh, Mercy side and read the the Liverpool Echo or whatever it is. I don't remember. Anyway, that's not important. What is important is that you will be hearing from Wes Bradshaw later on in this very podcast. You'll also be hearing from me as we do a quick roundup of the Premier League weekend that was. Not a very big weekend, uh, but was drama-filled. So we'll be getting to that. We'll also, of course, hit the news and notes. The watch for, and maybe Wes Bradshaw will bring us a little bit of So Raw later. As always, the podcast is presented by NGSC Sports at NGSCSports.com. We never stop. As well as Alicia's Pillows and Things. Hey. Let me, you know what? You know what we're going to do? We're going we're gonna to do, I just had a Facebook up too. That's annoying. Uh, let's go check out what Alicia's Pillows and Things are up. That That's not English. Let's check it. Oh my gosh, I cannot spell. Alicia's Pills and Things. Yes, that's where I want to go. And that's where you should go. Uh, go check out her home decor page on Facebook. Where she has tons of great stuff. Uh, just right now, as I'm looking at it, tons of photos. Hey, there's a... Uh, hey, hey. Spring training is almost over. Yeah, that's right. March is almost done. So we're getting ready to start Major League Baseball. Too sweet. Uh, and there's some Houston Astros pillows on display. Oh, go check those out. Those those look really good. So for the uh, the Houston Astro fan in your life, or maybe there's another baseball fan in your life, and for a different team, maybe you can request a custom pillow uh, with with, uh, with your preferred team's logo on it. But there's the Houston one on there now. So go check that out. That's Alicia's pillows and things on the Facebook. So that is that is that, and this is this. I'll tell you what you want, and I tell you what you get. You get drama-filled Premier League. 
even when it's a little... Ooh, I should probably pull up the FA Cup because that also a thing that happened. Hey! 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 Well, what's up, everybody? FA Cup also happened this weekend. We'll, uh, we'll talk about that, too. <laughs> it's so funny how we just do not care about certain things. It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah the FA Cup still exists, I guess, you know. We haven't really touched Europa League. We like we mentioned it a little bit last week, I think. Um, I might mention it a little bit this week. We'll, we'll see. Actually, because we'll probably go through the rest of this stuff pretty quickly. I actually might talk a little Europa now that we're down to the uh, to the nitty gritty of that as well. So we'll put that right there. Okay, cool. So back to the actual Premier League though, which happened this weekend. Let's start with West Ham Huddersfield again. These are great games. Even even if there weren't a lot of them, they were some great games. Uh, West Ham 4, Huddersfield 3. Oh, poor Huddersfield. Trying to leave the league with some wins because, you know, they're not staying up. But uh, unfortunately, they took a 3-1 lead just after the hour mark thanks to Carlin Grant's second goal of the match. Uh, West Ham mounted the comeback, uh, getting the tying and match-winning goal from Chicharito Javier Hernandez. Uh, the 91st minute, Chicharito pulling off the comeback and getting West Ham all three points. Big comeback for West Ham, who, of course, lost Cardiff last week. Uh, we're down at 3-1, um, which is just kind of the encapsulation of West Ham's season. I guess just a roller coaster of emotion. Uh, that started off okay. Actually, no, they started off really bad. But that, again, that was schedule. We talked about that a lot. Go back and check out some of our older podcasts for that. But West Ham do pick up a very big win, and just for poor Huddersfield, there's there's nothing else to say at this point. Enjoy the championship, I guess. Uh, Burnley won Leicester 2. Wes Morgan, who really wasn't even supposed to play in the match, comes on uh, in, the, in the 90th minute to be the man of the match for Leicester. Uh, he actually had to come on uh, very early on in the, the match after Harry Maguire just lost his damn mind and, and picked up a red card very early on, just four minutes into the match. Uh, so Wes Morgan had to come on uh, to, I, I believe, who did he replace? Did he replace Barnes or did he replace? No, he replaced Damari Gray, didn't he? Yeah, he did replace Damari Gray. Uh, so Damari Gray had to come off. Wes Morgan had to come on because they needed to maintain that defensive shape against the very offensive team that is Burnley. Of course. Um, but hey, it worked. Uh, though Dwight McNeil um, did get an equalizing goal for Burnley. Because yeah, Leicester, down a man, still got the opening goal of the match against Burnley. That's, you know, crazy. James Madison, who again has been so good for Leicester this season, uh, got the opener there. Uh, but then, yeah, West Morgan, 90th minute. Again, wasn't a starter in the match. Had to come on because of a red card. Gets Leicester the win. That You just, you cannot make that stuff up craziness for Leicester. Uh, Bournemouth uh, squanders a 2-1 lead against Newcastle. Uh, Josh King with another good outing for him. Picks up the brace in that one. Uh, but Matt Ritchie, oh, 94th minute Matt Ritchie, um, comes on to win it, or sorry, to equalize for Newcastle to let them get a point. And with that, uh, Bournemouth, again, not able to pick up all three points, but Newcastle are getting very solidly into the Premier League for next season. They, they are now at 35 points. They are uh, they're currently seven clear of the drop zone 
And it does look like Newcastle will be staying up. Uh, again, they're up seven points with eight to play. So there, there is that. Uh, those were your Saturday matches. Uh, on to your Sunday matches. Um, we had uh, Fulham nearly, nearly pick up a point against Liverpool. Um, but it was a late penalty for Liverpool that saved them after uh, uh, an early goal from Sadio Mane was canceled out by Ryan Babel in the 74th minute. Uh, James Milner then took the penalty in the 81st that got Liverpool back to winning ways. Um, just just not a, not a lot of great goalkeeping from Fulham in the match, which, hey, not surprising. For them. Uh, but of course, West Bradshaw will have more of that in Anfield Corner. And then in the shock result of the week, Everton to Chelsea nil. Uh, where Charleston, hey, he feels like scoring again, so score he did in the 49th minute. And then Yuvi uh, Sigurdsson scores in the 72nd to get Everton the three points. I'm doing my best Maurizio Sarri impression right now because he doesn't fucking know what happened in that match, and nobody really did. Um, <laughs> I find this quote very interesting um after talking about their first half Rizzo Sarri says today we played the best 45 minutes of the season <laughs> okay do you say so buddy that's that's your opinion and that's fine kidokie doesn't matter you won't be coaching next year anyway hey hey what what man maybe we'll see uh but yes just, just, just a week after disparaging Everton for having such a crappy season, they they just go and beat Chelsea at home. They're good for one of those a year. They're good for one a year. Uh, so that takes us to the international break. Cool. So that'll happen. Uh, no, so no matches this weekend. Uh, there's international duty will be taking place. So go check that out. Uh, when we do come back. To the Premier League. Uh, the big match, of course, will be on that Sunday um, where it will be Liverpool versus Tottenham at 11.30 a.m. Uh, obviously, big match for both of those clubs as uh, Liverpool already know the result of City's win, or we don't know yet, of City's match uh, on that Saturday, and they'll know what kind of result they'll need against Tottenham. Although, at this point, you think every result needs to be a win for Liverpool. So that will be uh, your schedule coming up. Again, that will be not this weekend, but next weekend, this weekend, international break. Uh, the table looks like this. Uh, Liverpool are now two points up on City, but again, City have match in hand. Um, Tottenham are still, because Tottenham, Arsenal, United, Chelsea didn't play. Same stuff for there. Uh, with, their, with their final eight matches to go for all of them. Uh, Tottenham still at 61, Arsenal at 60, United at 58, and Chelsea at 57, of course. Uh, Chelsea not being able to get up to 60 against Everton, a, a, a not great sign for them. But, <clears throat> moving on down to the bottom of your heart, the relegation zone. Uh, Fulham and Huddersfield are both on 31 matches and are 13 and 16 points clear of safety. They're not coming back. Just I know I know we've already said they're pretty much eliminated. They're, they're uh, Huddersfield 
16 points. Uh, that means they can... Uh, seven, seven matches? Yeah, seven matches left. That means he can get 21. Uh, two more losses. Two more losses and they're out. Uh, they're, they're, they're very non-magical number. It's five. That's, uh, that's not great. Fulham, slightly bigger. Um, it's, I guess it's eight. So, uh, Fulham might have three matches before their mathematically eliminated. Huddersfield have two. Uh, Cardiff, though. Cardiff are in 18th place. They are two clear, but they do have a match in a hand against Burnley. Um, as well, uh, they're level on matches with Southampton. Both Southampton and Burnley have 30 points. Cardiff have 28, but Burnley are the only one that have completed 31 matches. Southampton and Cardiff have completed just 30. So there is a chance that Cardiff can climb back out. That there, That is definitely going to still be going on. And again, we said it, 32 points, usually that magical safety number. Cardiff just need four points in their final eight matches. That's very possible, and again, that might get them relegated. So, it's going to be tough. Um, teams you feel like are pretty safe at this point. Uh, Bournemouth, even Newcastle. Palace and Brighton and Hove are both five points clear. Uh, with um, and Brighton and Hove have like two matches in hand, really. Um, Brighton and Hove is probably safe. Maybe. Palace is also probably safe. I think, I think they're, I mean, I think they're good enough to be safe. Um, so yeah, I think it just comes down to really Southampton, Burnley, and Cardiff to see who will be the final team to take the drop. So that is your Premier League. Take uh, the FA Cup. Again, the FA Cup happened. Uh, the quarterfinals took place. Uh, Watford beat Crystal Palace 2-1. Uh, um, I was going to say Tamari Gray. It's not Tamari Gray. Andre Gray with the winning goal from Watford in that match. Hey, Mishi Bachwai got the goal, though. Good for you, Mishi Bachwai. That was Palace Dream. Yeah. 200k a week. Yeah. Uh, Man City, to the surprise of no one, does beat Swansea 3-2, though it was a very close match, uh, and it did take um, a decent little comeback for City in the final 20 minutes when they were already down 2-0. Uh, but they do get through... Uh, did he also include an own goal and, of course, Sergio Aguero having to come on and score the winner. Um, so it was not without its controversy, but Man City does get the win over Swansea. Wolves beat Manchester United 2-1, United in a tiny bit of a tailspin. Uh, and really, they only get their one goal at the very end of the match, thanks to Marcus Rashford. Um, but Wolves, just the better team on the day at the Molyneux, they do get the win, and they will be advancing. Just just a great season for Wolves. We really cannot stress this enough. Um, and with them making the semifinals, uh, I just closed the tab for the table in the Premier League. I just want to check real quick. Uh, there is a very good chance, not a very good chance because it's, it's very close, but there is a chance that Wolves are just going to finish seventh. There's a very great possibility they're going to be a top ten team. That's insane. Wolves have been amazing this season. Good for them. Hope they keep it up. It's a great program. And they, they get a big win here against Manchester United. And then finally, uh, Brighton and Hove and Millwall played to a 2-2 draw. Brighton and Hove gets past Millwall 5-4 on penalties. Um, again, late goals. Solomon March with the late goal in that one for Brighton and Hove in the 95th minute. Um, as they progress. So it's all Premier League teams because uh, Swansea and Millwall were not able to hold on to 2-0 leads. Uh, 
Could you could you imagine a a, a Wolves Wolves Watford Millwall and Swansea final four for the FA Cup? Oh man, yeah. Anyway, so for the semifinals, Man City drew Brighton and Hove, and Watford drew Wolves. So um, both of those matches will be played at Wembley on April sixth and 7th so that is not this weekend not next weekend but the weekend after that that again is the semifinals and then the finals will take place again at Wembley May 18th so that is your FA Cup talk yay uh Champions League draw took place last Friday teams going on four English teams of course um and one had to draw each other of course they did um couldn't couldn't to switch out Juventus and, and Tottenham, could we? No. No, we couldn't. Uh, so your your draw results are uh, Ajax is getting Juventus. Let's see if they can take down. Uh, they took down Ronaldo's formal club. Let's see if they can just knock out Ronaldo here. Uh, Liverpool get Porto. That That's a, um, almost an automatic semifinal berth for Liverpool. Tottenham get Man City. Close to an automatic semifinal berth for City. Like, I just... Uh, I'll get to it in a second. Uh, and then finally, Manchester United draws Barcelona. Um, Just looking at it, I, I think... Ajax Juventus is going to be interesting just because... You have to wonder how much of their, their quarter... Uh, not their quarter, but their round of 16 win against Real Madrid was them being really good and how much of it was Real just collapsing because both things could be true um do they win if real doesn't collapse i i don't know uh we could see that theory play out against juventus juventus is another very good team they don't look as likely to collapse i mean they just they also had to come back in their last round against atletico madrid so we'll see about that i actually very good team more than capable of beating this Juventus team and advancing to the semifinals. I don't think they will, but they are capable of it. Uh, I don't think Porto is capable of leaving Liverpool at all. Um, I, I, I'm just I'm struggling to find a way Porto wins this match or this tie. I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe you somehow play Liverpool to a one-one draw at Anfield and then something magical happens in in Portugal. I don't know. That that's that's literally the only place I I can see it happening. Um Tottenham versus Man City. I I think this is a if if Spurs hadn't just like really faded hard those last couple weeks, I actually think this would be a really fun matchup over two legs. Even though I'd still favor City, but at this point like City want to win the Champions League. And this should be a fairly standard uh, quarterfinal match for them to get through. Um, now, maybe Tottenham just this this is just a European season for them. Maybe and you know they 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 actually they put up a fight and they actually go toe to toe with City. Which I mean, eleven for eleven. I, I actually think it's really close. Um, City obviously have more depth. They have more depth than anyone in the league. I don't care what what you're talking about. They just do. But you know, again, it's it's like Porto. Maybe maybe Tottenham. Uh, 
Maybe Tottenham even pulls like a shock win. I mean, they're going to be playing at the new stadium. Um, maybe that rides them to like a 2-0 victory. And then they can get like a 1-1 or even a 2-1 loss at City, which gets them through and away goals. Something like that. That That's, again, I give more, I to be honest, I give Tottenham more of a chance than Porto, but I don't give them much of a chance. And then finally, United versus Barcelona. Again, like... Again, United's in a bit of a tailspin right now, too, after their big comeback victory against PSG. I, I don't... Now, granted, we said this about last year. Barcelona looked really good going to the quarterfinals, and then they played Roma, and Roma beat them somehow. Um, Barcelona are not infallible. I This is actually... I actually feel stronger about City and Liverpool getting their wins than Barcelona over United. But it's... I don't know. I think United could... St- I know it's, this is, seems really weird to say. You, United feel almost like they're a year away still. Which, again, not really because they're players, but I think, like... Like, have them get like a start in a new season if it's not under Solskjaer against someone who's again not Mourinho who's like a really good manager not that Mar- I don't think Mourinho still isn't a good manager but you, you, you know what I mean by like I like a like a a guy that's not afraid to go aggressive when necessary um and then maybe I think United could actually go toe-to-toe with Barcelona because I think the talent is there um but we'll see. So those matches will be played on April 9th and 10th for the first legs. And then uh, they'll play the week after that as well. Um, for the Europa League, draw for their their next round. Do, 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 do. Um, uh, Arsenal gets Napoli, which is funny because last week we were kind of like vaguely talking about the Europa League. It's like, well, you know, maybe Chelsea or Arsenal can do really good because unlike last year, there was no... But I like Atletico Madrid. Well, Napoli is pretty good. And then Arsenal draws Napoli. So, there you go. Uh, Arsenal did draw Napoli. Villarreal drew Valencia in an all-Spanish quarterfinal. Uh, Benfica gets Frankfurt. And then Chelsea gets Slavia Prague. So, Chelsea to the semifinals, I guess. Um, good for them. Good for And actually, considering they'll play either Benfica or, or Frankfurt... Chelsea have probably just made the final. I, now, granted, Chelsea also just lost Everton 2-0, so who knows? But uh, the, the, this draw is shaping up for a Chelsea final. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, that does it for your match talk. News and notes now. And I, I did mention earlier with Tottenham playing uh, against Man City in the new stadium. That's, again, assuming everything goes right. But test events will be happening in the next couple weeks. And right now, tentative but everything is pointing towards and when i say tentative i mean something could go wrong in a test event but the plan is presuming those test events go well uh the first match at the new tottenham hotspur stadium will be on april 3rd on that wednesday against crystal palace at 7 45 uh there will be an opening ceremony it will be great it's gonna be awesome we finally did it good job and hey you remember those posters you, that that North London is still the only place to catch Champions League football in London. Cause we did it, boys. We did it. 
Good for you, Tundum. Actually, good. Like, in all sincerity, good, good for you. Um, and a shock to no one. And it's funny, because last week we talked about, um, you know, financial fair play and UEFA needing to bear some teeth against Man City and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, either show some teeth or just, you know, shut the fuck up forever. Um, well, we might be one step closer to that second part happening. Uh, PSG win their appeal against UEFA over monitoring of transfer and wage spending. So... Cool. That's great. Good job. Good job, everyone. Nothing matters. Just buy whoever you want. Do whatever you want. If you're a big club, nobody fucking cares. Um, but people do care about women's football in Spain, apparently. Uh, go check that out. Richard Fitzpatrick wrote an article on Bleacher Report. Uh, entitled Why Women's Football in Spain is So Popular in Packing Out Stadiums. Um, it's really cool. It's really great to see, uh, especially with the uh, the World Cup coming this summer in Paris. The, I'm sorry, the Women's World Cup. I apologize. The Women's World Cup coming in Paris. Um, to see uh, over 61, almost 61,000 people uh, going to uh, Atletico Madrid Stadium to watch uh, women's soccer between Atletico and Barcelona. That's great. That's, that's fucking great, guys. Um, I'm, I'm still very hesitant about women's soccer in this country. Yeah, and, I mean, we, and we also talked a little bit about the women's players and them suing U.S. soccer because they're treated like shit, primarily, to put it nicely. Um, but I don't think the fan demand outside of like the Women's World Cup is really there in this country. But it's good to see that it's happening in other places. So... Maybe that'll trickle down here. But again, go check that out. That's Ryan Fitzpatrick over at Bleacher Report. So that's it for the news and notes. Uh, watch for what have you been watching in the week that was the week that will be. Um, recently, just been rewatching. Um, uh, Don't trust the bitch in Apartment Twenty Three. It's a great show. It's on Hulu. It's only like two seasons, and like the first season is super short. Just go watch it. It's fantastic. It has James Vanderbeek in it. Um, also, of course, coming up today when you're getting this podcast. Uh, is the NCAA basketball tournament. Go. You don't have any time anymore probably to fill out a bracket, uh, but go check that out. And uh, and at least for this Thursday, Friday, and even a little bit on Saturday and Sunday, something crazy will be bound to happen because that's how the tournament works. So go check that out. That's the watch for. Um, with that, let's head over to Wes Bradshaw for the latest edition of Anfield Corner. Wes, take it away, my friend. What's up, guys? Welcome to this special March edition of Anfield Corner. I'm Wes Bradshaw, coming to you from the uh, front seat of a sweet 2015 Kia Soul as I drive home from another night of protecting the citizens of the fair Nash County. Just wanted to hop on with you guys, talk a little Liverpool football as we enter one of the most depressing weeks of the year. Quite a few of them spread out. That's International Week, where, of course, our appetites for our clubs are just completely overboard. So, in the true spirit of FIFA, we got to pump those brakes, slow it down, and basically go two weeks without seeing our beloved teams out. But, hey, it's all good because this time of the year kind of comes at a good time for a lot of squads. Gives them a chance to maybe rest a few guys, get some guys healthy, 
and uh, we'll see what happens. I believe 34 Liverpool players were picked for international duty. That's a that's a lot. Uh, thus far, as we know, a few have already dropped out, including Trent Alexander-Arnold with the England team. Um, but some have already played. Ben Woodburn has now scored two Wales goals in his career. He only has one for Liverpool, but two for Wales as he scored the winner for them in their match. So uh, good for young Ben, who's had a, a trying season this year, first on loan and now back with the club. Good on, good on the lad. Still think, you know, he's he's one of those. He's just been in our consciousness for so long at Liverpool that we think, oh, you know, he's past it. He's like 20. So, you know, still, still a chance for that young man to see if he can make his way. But, uh, good on him, get that international goal. Um, all right, so let's talk some, let's talk some Liverpool football now. Um, you know, since the last time we talked, of course. Last week, we discussed Liverpool going to Munich, getting the 3-1 win over the Bavarian Giants. And, of course, they followed that up with a Premier League match with lowly, lowly Fulham. So, shouldn't be any issues there, right? Right. Because, once again, folks, this is Liverpool. We don't do things the easy way. We do things the Liverpool way. But, the Mighty Reds do walk out of Craven Cottage, a 2-1 winner. Uh, they were good for an early goal from Sadio Mane, and then it kind of fell into that old familiar pattern of, all right, the second goal, it's right there, it's coming, it's coming. And pretty, pretty much this season, not every single time, but pretty much this season, when Liverpool take a two-goal lead, you can just about go ahead and put it to bed. Well, that was almost not the case this week. Uh, they kept pushing for that second goal, kept pushing for that second goal. Just couldn't find it for whatever reason. Just could not find that second goal. And then an absolute flukish play led to Fulham's equalizer late in the second half. A misplayed ball by James Milner. A poorly headed ball back to Allison from Virgil van Dijk. And then just the fact that Allison, it was like they just had that miscommunication. Do you want it? Uh, do you, no, you need it, but I, uh, who's got it, who's got it, who's got it? And Ryan Babel, of all people, the former Liverpool striker himself, came up, took the ball, nutmegged Allison, and finished coolly in the net to equalize it 1-1. I uh, thought it was kind of poignant for Babel that he did not celebrate the goal against his former club. and. Almost had a resigned look on his face like, oh shit, I might have just screwed Liverpool out of this. Uh, but it was still to be a day for the Reds as the Fulham keeper, Rico, had the brain fart of brain farts and just figured, huh, Sadio Mane's flashing in front of my goal. He's not getting the ball, but I'm just going to reach out and hug him anyway. So he reaches out, grabs Mane, and gives away the penalty. James Milner steps up, coolly slots away 13 of his last 14 penalties for Liverpool. Milner has put away. He puts this one in. 2-1, and Liverpool hold out for the big victory at this point of the season. At this point of the season, everything's big. That's the thing. Everything's big this point of the season. And for Liverpool, on the back of Manchester City playing a weekend FA Cup match, Liverpool 
retake the lead in the Premier League. Cork City do have a match in hand. That's it right now. Their match in hand is Manchester United at Old Trafford. So I don't know if the match in hand gets much tougher than that one. But right now, Liverpool doing exactly what they got to do. They have got to continue to win, put the pressure on City. You know what? If City win their final eight matches, if they win 18 of 19 in the second half of the season, an unprecedented feat, which has never been done in the Premier League. If they do it and they go and score, if they put up 98 points this season and Liverpool put up 97, you tip your head to Man City there, the greatest two-year run in English football history. There may be the top dynasty, however long you want to put it at this point, but I mean, they're, they're a dynasty at that point. If you put up back to back seasons where you put up 198, I mean, what can you do? If Liverpool put up 97 and become maybe the greatest runner up in English football history. That's what it is at that point. But for Liverpool, seven matches left, 21 possible points remaining. If they win out, 97 points is a massive, massive haul in the Premier League. Uh, you know, you've just got to do what you, you All you can do is take care of your business and hope that somewhere along the way that you know, your good pals, Manchester United, can slip some points and your good pals, Spurs, can slip some points from City. And just see what happens at the end of the day. But it, it was a big win for Liverpool. Like we said, at this point of the year, all the wins are big. All points matter. And at the end of the day, it was, uh, it was a good day for Jurgen's 1919 Reds. So as we said, we do come up on the international break. We got some Euro qualifiers coming up. Uh, England, uh, off the top of my head, I know they play the Czech Republic. And I don't remember who else they play. I'm a terrible, terrible England fan, but I can with that, actually. I don't have too big of an issue being a terrible England fan. Uh, yeah, it's like international football. You, know, you just get up for the Cubs anyway. It's not like England are going to qualify for Euros. So just kissed them death there. Can't pay for anyway. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much what I got this week. Um, I don't know everything that Ed's covered in, uh, in the news and notes section. I'm trying to think if there's anything poignant right off the top of my head. Um, I, I find it interesting. I don't know if it said something about it, but I do find it interesting that uh, Real Madrid, <coughs> after bringing back in Zinedine Zidane, have already gone out and made their first signing, the uh, young defender from Porto. Suddenly, his, his name escapes me as I drive down I-95, but uh, young Brazilian, he's going to be a central defender, most likely right now playing right back. We'll obviously see him coming up in the Champions League. Um, but, you know, they went out, they identified quickly, they're making moves. Uh, there is talk of a list being handed in of five really high-profile players maybe a couple Liverpool players on there, maybe some other Premier League players on there. We'll see. I don't, I don't think Liverpool are in a position where they've got to sell anyone. Certainly financially don't have to sell anyone. And it seems squad-wise that their top players seem pretty settled at the moment. 
Uh, it has our that keeps heating up. It looks like if Madrid wants to make that move, that that absolutely will happen if Madrid decide to go through with that move. So for Chelsea, it's going to be an interesting summer. We'll have to see if that transfer ban stands up, gets handed down, wherever they are with it at the moment. But Madrid could be upsetting some balances when it comes to the transfer market this summer. A lot of things could happen. There's rumor back, rumor and talk back of David De Gea potentially being back in for Madrid. <clears throat> which would leave Thibaut Courtois to go somewhere, potentially, and you can potentially see him go to PSG and be in a make weight to bring uh, Neymar in as well. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked to see some big-time moves go down to Madrid this summer. And I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be shocked to see both those wings, to see both Neymar and Ed Hazard end up in but anyway, it's going to be crazy. You guys know I love transfer. I love transfer market time almost as much as I love the season. So, uh, good old silly season. It's just a thing. So anyway, guys, that's about going to wrap me up this week. Uh, we got about a good 10 minutes in here. So uh, that's this week's Anfield Corner. I'll be back with you and Edward next week. And we will uh, tackle something more in depth, even though we won't have any matches to break down. We'll talk about the international. God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's going to It's Wes Bradshaw's Anfield Corner. Thank you so much for that, Wes. And with that, we are at the end of this edition of the Afford Affair podcast. Thank you so much for joining us here this week. Uh, we'll be back next week with uh, a live podcast. What are we going to talk about? Considering we're just on an international break. I don't know. <laughs> we'll find something to talk about. Um, maybe we'll do that. Who knows? We'll talk about something. It'll be great. I promise. Um, big thanks as always to our presenters, NGSC Sports at NGSCSports.com. We never stop. As well as Alicia's Pills and Things. You can check all of them out on the social media. We're also there as a collective on Twitter. We are at AFA Pod. Wes is at Wes Bradshaw 21 and I am at Edward Green. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube via our parent show, The All New Sports Show. You can also email us, allnewsportshow at gmail.com. Thanks to our podcast providers, including podbean.com, Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, the TuneIn Radio app, Google Play Music, and the iTunes Music Store. Um, so again, we'll be back next week. But until then, um, everybody, please stay safe. And enjoy the football. And the basketball. Enjoy it all. It'll be it'll be delicious. Except you, Duke. Fuck you. Fuck you. Still hate you. This show is sponsored by Alicia's Pillows and Things. Check out the Facebook page, Alicia's Pillows and Things, where you will find home decor you will not be able to resist at prices anybody can afford. Check out the pillows and stools of your favorite sports teams. Maybe you want a set of your kid's favorite cartoon or movie character. You can also get full body and neck pillows as well. 
Log on to NGSCSports.com and go to the Alicia's Pillows and Things tab on the homepage to complete your order. It makes a great gift for Christmas at an affordable price. NGSC Sports. We never stop. You're listening to NGSC Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSCSports.com where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports' YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. Never stop. Never stop. 